0: This episode of Tech Kamasala is brought to you by Godaddy.com. Enter the coupon code POD124 to get 10% off on all hosting plans. Go to codeid.theindikas.com for more information. Hello. Welcome to Techka Masala, a technology podcast from an Indian perspective. This is episode number 16 for the June 14, 2009. Bad EU, no IE. I'm your host Aditya, and along with me, I have uh, Saket.
1: Uh, hi guys, nice to see you again.
0: Yeah, it's been fun. So let's you uh, le- let's get directly into the stories this time because I guess we have a few interesting ones. I'm really excited to uh, for this particular uh, episode. Um, so Airtel has finally decided to launch a net PC.
1: A net PC is it?
0: Yes, it's called a net PC. So what it is is basically a, a combination of uh, hardware and its broadband services, and they have combined them to form a net PC, which is going to be uh, so what it basically has is just a 15-inch LCD monitor, a mouse, a keyboard. And then, uh, you know, a thin client, which is basically a, a set-top sort of a box. If you have a Tata Sky at your home, it is a box of similar size, and it, which is being powered by a company called Nivio. And oh, Nivio
1: is the same company which makes those video shows and so on and so forth?
0: No, that is Nivio, which, uh, which is funded by Adam Curry. But this is a company based out of India, actually. And they make uh, virtual desktops. They are they specialize in virtual desktops. Okay. Uh, so
1: this is like a set-top box and something similar to how you can uh, surf the internet on, let's say, the Xbox 360 or, in fact, even a Wii. Uh, so, I mean, is this something similar to that so that they can tie it into the DTH offering or uh, maybe something else?
0: Yes, that's right. That is exactly what it is. They are also going to have Windows, and it is obviously the Neveo Thin Client is based on Windows XP OS, so they are going to provide users with the application, you know, the usual general applications like Microsoft Office and all those things, but it, it, is, it is basically they are providing the system which has 10 GB memory space, which is going to allow customers to store all their files online using their broadband connection.
1: So no, no 10 GB hard disk, but 10 GB space on Airtel's cloud system.
0: Yes, so it's basically a count cloud computing space, you know, this is what they are doing, this is their first move and actually I was surprised to know that, you know, uh, earlier also, you know, there's this company called Novatium, if you're aware of that and uh, it, this company is, uh, has been founded by Rajesh Jain, so, so he had started a company which also creates a, a thin client based PC called Net PC. And they are tied up with uh, BSNL to provide similar services, but for some reason it never took off. And now Airtel has come in and offering the same services at higher prices.
1: Uh, So, what is it that uh, the product is actually costed at, because that actually determines whether or not people will uh, go for it?
0: Yeah, so so first of all, here's the deal, right? First of all, it is only going to be available to broadband customers. So you cannot just buy the hardware.
1: Okay. okay. You have
0: to buy the service as well, because obviously, without the service, the box is going to be useless.
1: Uh, Well, well, this might be interesting that um, people, I mean homes which cannot afford uh, full-fledged computers, and uh, they can actually go in for the service, and if they manage to tie in with their uh, TV offering as well, then this can become like a well-rounded solution.
0: Ah, well, now, so, so you are saying what they might be able to do is put, you know, route the TV through this box as well? yeah yeah it is called co- right now it is costing about 8000 rupees along with the broadband service and again there are tiers in the broadband service and the packs that you have they have these packs called as home professional and business packs and uh, the home pack will basically have access of uh, 256 kbps speed with 3 gb data transfer and uh, the, and then the then the data transfer increases as you go higher up in the packs all right. I don't know. What What do you think about this idea?
1: I think we have a reason to be happy with any new initiative that's actually going to increase internet penetration. I mean, mm-hmm. um, the internet is actually not awarded enough importance in India by advertisers, by, I mean, so many people as a medium for spreading information because of the simple reason that, uh, I, I mean, we don't have that much penetration. So, given yeah. we have internet penetration, I mean, it paves the way for so many things.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. And right now, I think they're they're just testing it by launching it in Noida, Delhi, and Gurgaon region. So it completely depends on what how, how the adoption in those region in those regions go. That will determine further rollout. But from where I see it, the way I look at it, I am definitely not going to be using it. Okay, it is it is not meant for power users. It is not meant for someone who would like to use Photoshop or or you know a, uh, or or anybody who does anything more than browsing the internet, can we can we safely say that?
1: I guess it is more like a netbook uh, desktop uh, version of a netbook, budget. Yeah,
0: and and probably it will work well, good for you know schools in the villages and government related projects probably. I don't that there, there might be a big market there. So, well, moving on from that to a new product that Google has launched called the Translator
1: Toolkit. Uh, this is actually an interesting service. I mean, you can almost uh, call it like a cyborg translation service because <laughs> exactly. it's a part human, part machine.
0: Right.
1: So, so I mean, I mean while, while Google has this uh, traditional translation engine in place, which is uh, obviously computer generated and, and machine controlled, uh, what this toolkit does different is that it merges uh, a machine-based translation with inputs from users. And then there is a ranking and rating system which uh, allows you to, to get to the most uh, frequent or, let's say, the most accurate translations. And that is how Google claims to cover 98% of the Internet population's native languages. I mean, earlier you could not translate to languages like Hindi or uh, I mean Marathi or any Indian language because simply the technology was not in place. But now when you add a human element to it, uh, it opens a lot of doors.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, the whole process itself is, is very interesting. I would put it, I would call it interesting with, for a particular reason because the way they are doing it is that once you upload a document, they break down the complete text into segments or head sentences or bullet points and things like that. And then they look for, you know, translation of similar kind of text and then just replace it with uh, that in the translated text and there, there is a, there is some sort of intelligence that happens behind this uh, replacement of the translated text as one would expect from Google, and you get the first draft. Then you can further go and make changes to it, etc. But I think, you know, this, this is pretty cool from what they're doing and, and a lot of work might have definitely gone into it. I mean, you just said, what, 98% of the languages have been covered? definitely yeah so just imagine how much of translation or how much of uh how much of encoding must have gone into this so it's i think
1: i think uh, this is really interesting and uh I can add that there was, I mean, even a previous instance where Google has used, uh, uh, you know, human uh, input to improve their search results. I mean, um, uh, in the very beginning, I guess, not exactly, uh, I guess two years ago, there was image tagging. So Google had unveiled this interesting game where uh, users were, were shown different images, and uh, their challenge was to tag these images. So, uh, so essentially, that's how Google got most of their image library tagged uh, by humans. So, and after right. that, uh, we've also seen search wiki, which uh, I mean, Google, which Google throws up search results and then you vote those results up or, up down. or down. That's how, again, they're improving uh, their web search results. Now, what this does is that, I mean, it adds that same magic to, I mean, translation. So, uh, and uh, uh, with respect to the pre-translation, uh, 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 the, pre-tran- the pre-translation which occurs, I think, uh, again, there is a rating system which uh, decides what uh, phrase uh, is most accurate. So, uh, there you go.
0: Yeah, exactly. So they pre-translate something uh, that you have written and then uh, there is a ranking system, as you said. Uh, But, you know, Google came up with that uh, ranking system for the search results. Do we know if those rankings that people are actually doing, are they being affected? Are are those being taken into consideration while displaying the results now or is it just something that they are trying out?
1: Uh, while Google is, uh, I mean, not n- while Google never makes such information public, but I mean, um, it is quite uh, uh, understood that I mean this is what is happening behind the scenes. I mean that's what they did with images, and that's what they're doing with SearchWiki as well. So I mean Google's whole power is to I mean use uh, information about how people feel about a certain things. I mean yeah. even with respect to their. Uh, uh, search engine page rank system I mean it's all about how many people link to a good subject and I mean, I mean all those things actually go into deciding what shows up
0: yeah that's true and and uh, uh, the other thought that I had when I read about this story was you know translation tool is fine you know but how how is the machine going to translate emotions in the writings if you know what I mean you know there is some writings you can actually feel the depression or the uh, desperation in the writing whereas once you put it to a computer and get it translated that way uh, i don't know if it's going to retain its integrity in that po- uh, in in that sense
1: uh, when you translation there is always some sort of compromise but i mean as we were discussing again the uh, uh, pre translation system i mean you might have uh, a scenario wherein you upload a document and it offers you translation and maybe you feel that uh, the translation is not, uh, uh, you know, up to the mark. So you use the rich text editor to actually correct that translation. So given that uh, this is going to be a machine plus human translation, I'm sure it has got a fairer chance to capture those emotions rather than let let them go. But as again, uh, but, but once again, as as with any other translation service, this is a loss which you cannot, uh, I mean, control.
0: Yeah, and मतलब ye basically Tumko first draft dega
1: uh yeah, i mean it depends on what uh, you have gone there for i mean there might be people who actually go out there to help i mean, they, I, mean I mean this by the way also uh, supports wikipedia pages and google NOL pages and in case of wikipedia and page you can also directly republish the translations to these uh, websites as well i mean so uh, there, are, there is going to be a set of users who will actually actively go out and contribute to the community. Right. And there is only going to be a set of users who are going to just get their translations. Either way, I mean, uh, they'll offer uh, everyone a fair chance to contribute. Ah,
0: uh, well, Yeah, let's see. I never thought about, uh, you know, how useful this tool will be for, um, for a person living in, in a Scandinavian country and using, it, it, and using Wikipedia, which is mostly in English. You know, it might yeah. be really yeah. helpful for those guys
1: very much so I mean all and Wikipedia both I mean admittedly all is not as successful but I mean this is also a, a, a tool through which they can push back as well
0: yeah that's cool I'm, I mean yeah that that's valid point and I had not thought about that uh, you know so uh, talking uh, about Google how can we not talk about Microsoft it's uh, famed rival now uh, Windows and EU which is the European Union have all I'm sorry. Microsoft and EU have always been, you know, uh, fighting it out in the courts about uh, the the whole Internet Explorer integration with Windows, as well as the Windows Media Player integration in Windows. So finally, uh, Microsoft has come out and said that we are going to we are not going to bundle the IE in Windows 7 only for Europe.
1: Yeah, so that's what the the rub is. And and this has actually elicited a fair deal of controversy from all kinds of quarters. I mean, there are people who are saying that this move is like a bit too much. And on the other hand, there are people who are actually uh, uh, saying things against the EU. I mean, uh, what happens here actually is, uh, I mean, uh, Microsoft releases a separate version of Windows 7 in Europe called Windows 7e, which will not have Internet Explorer but the OEMs who actually will be getting this uh, system will have an option of either installing IE, not installing it altogether, or installing alternative browsers, or installing both IE and an alternative browser. So I mean, it's up to the OEMs. So what Microsoft is doing here is that it is pushing the burden of guilt from itself to the OEMs. I mean, now you can't tell Microsoft that you are, uh, uh, I mean, uh, uh, following antitrust uh, practices. Right. So.
0: And then, it, what all Microsoft is also going to do is uh, is going to ma, there's a separate version for Europe only called N, uh, which is going to be uh, be available in the retail stores. It is not going to. It is also going to remove Windows Media Player from the operating system. Uh, right. That
1: is as it as it always has, but I mean, as experience shows, I mean, Windows N is something which people have really not wanted. I mean, uh, this uh, the Windows yeah. the Windows the Windows N thing happened like two years ago, and uh, I mean, it just ended up being a fiasco, and that's what it is even now. I mean, uh, let us be very clear, be- before I start criticizing Microsoft uh, for doing this, I mean, we also must acknowledge that, I mean, EU is run, uh, run by like a bunch of dumbasses who actually don't understand computers to begin with, I mean, right. uh, this DOJ case happened in 1990, I don't know, it happened at least 10 years ago, at least 10 years. Yeah. that yeah. was when it happened, so, I mean, 10 years hence, computing has evolved, so, I mean, it... Uh, a browser or a media player application is something which an OS needs to have. I mean, how can you ship out an OS which does not support MP3 natively, or how can you ship out an OS uh, which does not have a browser? So, I mean, uh, I don't know in what era the EU is living in. So, definitely, I mean, the EU is to blame here. But at the same time, Microsoft is also playing it very cool in the sense that uh, um, eventually what is going to happen is that the computer still will have IE, but, uh, I mean, it will be installed by the OEM and not by Microsoft. So that's one of the differences here. And, uh, yes. I think, think
0: Sakit, what will happen is, what the OEMs will do is, uh, for example, what a Dell will do is ask the user to select the browser that it wants installed on its computer. And then what okay. they're going to do is they're going to charge a premium on installing that. They're going to sell it as a service. Okay. If you want yes. us, to, uh, us to install a browser for you, we are going to charge $25 extra for, for no reason. For no reason. Okay, so but uh, that
1: again still become the antitrust, right? I mean, if if, the, if Dell cuts a deal with Microsoft to this effect.
0: No, not really. It it's going to they're going to package it as a software special software installation fee, and the browser is going to become a special software suddenly. Although the browser is available for free, someone has to bear the cost of act, the OEMs installing it for the user, right? Someone has to pay. There is a guy there is a guy sitting out there hitting the install button for you. Someone has to pay his salary, so it is going to come up, it is, what probably will happen is Dell or HP or whoever you buy it from, they'll say, okay, we are going to charge 20 bucks for you, 20 bucks extra for you, for this, and finally the user is going to have to pay that.
1: Now, there's an interesting point here, actually, Europe is the only region. Uh, which has uh, a very strong presence of Firefox, Opera, and such browsers. I mean, Europe touts uh, 31% as Firefox numbers, uh, with 5% of people using Opera. So IE is really uh, around the 60% mark uh, in Europe. I mean, and that does not just mean uh, a specific version of IE. I mean, that's all IE. So maybe, maybe this may not be a good move for Microsoft in Europe, but uh, but at the same time. Uh, Mozilla, Opera, all these rival uh, browser manufacturers are uh, I mean, are dubbing this as a mere gimmick because uh, what, from what Mozilla says, I mean, unless Microsoft comes clean about what incentives it offers to those OEMs who decide to bundle IE, uh, this may really have not much meaning.
0: But this is, this is, com- I mean, let's let just let hold on here. This is just too much now, isn't it? Are, are these, now this, this is like a, a kid fighting for candy now. Okay? Now, now they want Microsoft to reveal their strategic plans and commercial uh, agreements as well to them. For what? Why should they do that? Actually,
1: they shouldn't, but at the end of the day, I mean, I think it's you which is at the root of all this.
0: Yeah, but th- that's the whole thing, you know, and, and more uh, you know, the more I think about it is, why are companies so crazy about browsers in the first place? You know, nobody has made any money out of making a browser. Nobody has ever sold a browser except for opera who licenses its uh, mobile uh, you know uh, browser but
1: to mobile vendors yeah Yeah,
0: to mobile vendors nobody nobody otherwise for example firefox is not selling it uh, a browser microsoft is not selling a browser so the money is not in actual is not in the browser it is actually what happens in the browser it is it is a search engine it is it is those you know uh, cloud computing those value added services that they provide storing of photos and all those all those sort of add-on services so why why is the browser such a big deal now and so it's why
1: just about mindshare I mean at least somewhere down the line I,
0: I think you know uh, uh, Microsoft just came out with uh, their search engine Bing which which yeah. has which has been very successful they're coming out with Windows 7 which has already been uh, successful in the beta stages, I think they are focusing on the right things. They don't need to talk about browsers, if you ask me. Let the browser thing be, right? They can say, fine, Firefox, we are going to have a browser, but we are not going to use it as a competitive tool. Okay, you can do whatever you want but
1: actually funnily enough i mean apple includes safari with every release of mac os x
0: exactly. any
1: distro that you download for linux and anything will have firefox on it so uh, even i don't know why there is uh, i mean uh, such a big deal being made out of this
0: yeah so i mean so let's see what happens if you if you if you talk to me i don't think browsers are a big deal anymore um, but who knows you know i might be proven wrong uh, going ahead talking more about microsoft news they have launched a free antivirus app or they are going to launch a free antivirus app pretty soon so uh,
1: this back, this actually has been in the works for a while i mean so they have not actually launched it though i mean sorry. but uh, they are preparing to launch it as right. the news stories say i mean uh, this was uh, the program was uh, announced sometime in november 2008 but, uh, I mean, now is the time they say that a public beta may be in the works. So, uh, this solution is an antivirus solution for the masses, codenamed Moro. And uh, this is named after a Brazilian beach. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: So, I think, so, I think
0: uh, see, see, this is what Microsoft should be doing. You know, they should be putting out a free antivirus app actually makes a lot of sense for Microsoft because it is going to uh, enhance the, the, the user experience of its core product. On its core product which is the o s okay one of the strong points strong disadvantages or or the argument against windows has been that it is prone to viruses so now if they if they can if they can if they can manage moderate amount of success with this free antivirus app and focus their energies here you know it it's going to it's going to be great it's going to add value to their core product i feel
1: in fact I'd go as far as saying that screw i i mean Microsoft should start bundling uh, this antivirus along with Windows. I mean, I think they almost have like have uh, a moral responsibility to do so. I mean, because right. they, are, they are shipping a product which is susceptible to so many viruses and intrusions and infections and all that. I mean, at least they need to do they, they need to have some measures inbuilt in the OS. I mean, to protect itself. I mean, why should you spend like uh, forty dollars on let's say a Symantec or any or or a McAfee? To I mean, uh, which is on something which is uh, really fundamentally necessary to running Windows per se.
0: Right, and and I know that there are business relationships at stake here. They cannot just go and build a build a solid antivirus app because then that would be stepping on Symantec and McAfee and all these guys' business. You know, उनके पेट पर लाठी मारने का because...
1: Again, there will be antitrust also. I mean, you already have IE and you already have Windows Media Player. Now, why just uh, make it more difficult with, I mean, uh, an antivirus also? So, uh, obviously, they are not going to bundle this. But again, uh, despite uh, this, I mean, uh, semantic shares have fallen 0.5% on the NASDAQ after this announcement. And oh. McCarthy also fell 1.3%. Uh, whereas Microsoft is rising up to 2.1%. Oh,
0: that that's interesting news. So... So so this, so the market is reacting in a positive way to micro, this uh, information?
1: Uh, more because it's a free product, because it's not as if Microsoft is not already making antivirus solutions. I mean, they already have a product out called Microsoft Live One Care. One Care,
0: yeah.
1: Th- th- that is like a subscription service and there is something shady about it. Aren't
0: they, I, aren't, I don't know what. What, aren't they, uh, they supposed to shut it down or something? I thought They, they were... will
1: shut it down once they release this antivirus. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah, so I think I think with this, if you, if you look at these two stories that we just spoke about, one is finally saying uh, we are not going to provide the browser. That's fine. We don't care about it anymore. That's the sort of message that they are passing out. And then this particular story, which is launching a free antivirus app, I I just think that they have gotten their priorities clear now, and they know where to go. Alright.
1: Well, hope so. yeah, bit yeah. Bit good for. All of the world's major computer users. I mean, like, I mean, as much as uh, there are other operating systems out there, given that, uh, I mean, they have such a great majority in this in this uh, operating system market. A better OS might be this. might mean better computing all around.
0: Yes, but then also, you know, Sakit, I mean, we we talk a lot uh, talk a lot of crap about how uh, how many uh, what do you say security holes there are in in Windows, etc. But you got to Give them something that it, it you know this battle is is basically a cat and a mouse game between the developers and the virus writers, and yeah. the battle is always going to continue. There's never going to be a full stop. And
1: the dominant player will also always be penalized. So I mean,
0: exactly, heavy
1: is the head that wears the crown.
0: Exactly, exactly. That that's what I mean. Yeah. So moving on to another security related story, um, the researchers at McAfee have come up with a step by step instruction. For, uh, for basically taking over a computer. And uh, this, this guide was made available to non-hacker journalists and they were asked to just follow the procedures and do whatever they want, take over any computer basically. And, uh, this is actually an
1: event which was held which is called right. the McAfee Malware Experience. Now that's like a funny name for an event actually.
0: For a software and company especially.
1: Yeah, yeah. software especially. <laughs> so this is actually a crash course for journalists on how to essentially take over machines and such like. So uh, they were given step-by-step manuals and the, the kind of things they were able to do is plant trojans on machines, uh, take over control using like a backdoor console right. and do silly things like hide the start button, hide the taskbar, invert the desktop and, you know, all kinds of crazy I things. I think that Go must have been drive. fun.
0: Yeah, so they had a lot of
1: fun, I guess, and uh, and all uh, these testing.
0: and and all these thing and all these instructions were provided uh, and with were provided with samples using code which was freely available online, which was available anyone can go and just get this code and use it to take over someone's computer.
1: This is like under there exists a complete underground underground internet where I mean you have things like child phone and you have. Uh, Things like these, in fact. I mean, so I guess that's where the code came from. So uh, apart from, I mean, just uh, taking remote control of a single PC, uh, the the journalists are also trained in creating botnets, which essentially are large groups of uh, zombie machines, uh, which uh, which can stage a coordinated attack on any website.
0: Yeah, so basically getting websites down, which is called a DDoS attack, denial of the service attack, or sending out emails, you know, for that matter. Uh, you remember those those that Saudi or Nigerian prince wanting to transfer some money to you? That is
1: oh, that. Account. Tell me about. That.
0: Yeah, so that is done through a botnet. Okay. I I think you know this this they should probably publish uh, this step by step instruction to at least the education uh, academic institutions and it should be this should be a required course for people in colleges at least the engineering courses. Okay.
1: No, I I hope not because, I mean, if these things were started being available uh, from the underground internet onto public forums, uh, you never know what might happen because, I mean, there are so many kids out there who just want to have fun. I mean, as it is, these programs have been written by children who are like 16 years old and fifteen right. years old and, I, I mean, you call all of them script theories.
0: Yeah. And, <laughs> but, but then, you know, you, once you know how to do it, you will know how to uh, you know, save yourself from it as well it is, is where I'm coming from. So, um, I don't know if that some, some
1: stats uh, which we can share from the story, in fact. I mean, uh, from the numbers that McAfee has uh, given out, uh, there are around 400,000 computers which turn zombie every day. Uh-huh. There are 4,000 uh, 4, 4, new pieces of malware which get released every day. And 1.5 million malicious websites which come a month.
0: That's a lot of websites. Actually. <laughs> oh my god. That's scary. That's scary. So keep your virus definitions updated, people. Keep your virus yeah. definitions updated. Okay.
1: No, I'd go as far to say as don't use Windows. I mean, I'm <laughs> always
0: the... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. But the AVG antivirus is pretty good on Windows.
1: Uh, What has been observed is that somehow uh, these, uh, I I don't know, but I I found it very lacking with respect to spyware. I think an antivirus solution has to uh, not only uh, look for viruses, I mean it has to be an all-round solution which protects from all kinds of malware, so I mean, the problem with these free uh, antivirus uh, solutions is that uh, they don't offer complete uh, protection per se, from what I've seen is that, uh, uh, in addition to running, uh, let's say an antivirus software, you also need to run an anti-spyware program, I mean, uh, thankfully for us, uh, with with Vista, there is already a program which comes called uh, Windows Defender. Now, yeah. that is something we should ensure that it's always on, because, I mean, I have seen instances, I mean, locally where, despite having antivirus, I mean, not an antivirus at that, I mean, people, species have been infected with malware, and, I mean, it's gone down, downhill from there.
0: So, so what's the tool that you use, quickly?
1: I don't use anything, personally, because I'm on a Mac, but, I mean, ah. within the system, there is not an antivirus, typically, and Windows Defender.
0: And and there's another good tool on Microsoft uh, on uh, Windows which I used to use. It's a small uh, tool called Hijack This. Okay. That,
1: if, that's against browser hijacking. And exactly.
0: Exactly. So so if if you just if if you have a lot of windows that suddenly pop open in your browser while you know while you're checking your email or something like that, just run this particular uh, utility. It's called Hijack This, and it'll give a list of all the spyware or malware that is installed and tied to your browser and then you can just go ahead and uninstall them or delete them or remove them whatever so just just try it out you'll be surprised what are the things what all things are uh, on your computer okay so,
1: so so let's hope you follow all our instructions and have a scare-free computing experience
0: yes yes and best of luck with that uh moving on from one scary thing to another the i don't know how to say this twit twit poke calip no uh,
1: the, something is is upon us and it is called the twitocalips twitocalips like uh, uh, li- like how twitter users like to m- uh, make new words uh, oh my god uh, prefixing p or tw i mean people become people and uh, so, so here apocalypse twitocalips
0: it it it's getting a bit annoying though now
1: actually actually very much
0: <laughs> yeah. so what's going to happen
1: so basically it's like a Y2K bug and uh, I mean similar to how uh, computers then were not uh, programmed to uh, accept characters more than um, it more than two digits for two, two digits for dates and that caused the confusion here it stems from uh, Twitter assigning numeric IDs to individual tweets right. so uh, t- typically these uh, numbers are stored as 32 uh, bit signed integers now th- this is like a programming convention right. but the key thing here is that uh, Thirty-two bit signed integers cannot uh, be more than uh, two billion one forty-seven million four eighty-three thousand and six forty-seven. So that's like the maximum number you can give store in such a way. Right. So while Twitter itself will not break, it has been said that a lot of these Twitter clients, which are run, which which have been coded by individual developers, I mean, there is not necessarily a big company after them. So a lot of these may break because I mean they have been they may have been written wrongly.
0: Ah, so now this was supposed to happen yesterday. So Twitter was supposed to go down, all these, not Twitter, all these Twitter applications were supposed to go down and stop functioning yesterday. But the... No, late, no, no, you want
1: it, wrong. It's supposed to happen tomorrow.
0: Which, Supposed to happen tomorrow, 12th of June is what happened. Supposed to happen happened.
1: tomorrow, uh, but given that uh, the time which they were estimating would happen was going to be something like 3 a.m. in the morning, uh, they decided to prepone it by deliberating, deliberately uh, including, uh, uh, you know, filler tweets so that the number was hit earlier and that the problem could be dealt with sooner. Ah, uh, 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 see,
0: I didn't know that. Okay. So, so basically what, and what they found out was that nothing went wrong. Right, they they work their magic and uh, basically uh, everything is still functioning.
1: Uh, you never know. I mean, uh, <laughs> I was trying Twitterific in the morning, which is like a Twitter client for OS X, and for some reason it would uh, choke on me. I mean, I haven't tried it now, but uh, let's focus better.
0: Oh, so really? I have not had any problems uh, on, and I sometimes use Twitterific as well. So yeah, let's see. I mean, it's but seriously, is it is it, is it that much of a big deal now? That people, uh, not
1: really, I'm sure you can always get a better client or, I mean, it's just a matter of going to the internet and getting the latest version.
0: Yeah, and, and plus, you know what, Saket, just as a, as a psychology experiment, human psychology, myth, they should just try and do this. Bring Twitter down for, say like, a day or something and see how people react to it. Because apparently people, people are just so addicted to this, including me, that they can't live without it anymore almost. So it'll be an interest, uh, it'll be an interesting thing to see how people react to this. If the it point
1: is uh, w- w- the point of Twitter being down is that when Twitter is down you can't even tweet about it. So
0: <laughs> yeah, and apparently that is how news spreads these days. That is how news is you know passed on. So nobody is watching CNN or anything now. They are just on their Twitter feed. Nobody. I, I, I've heard people give up on their RSS readers as well. Do you see that they get all the links possible from their Twitter feed.
1: Uh, well, that's what I do. I mean, when I am not particularly uh, in a position to browse a lot of other's feeds, so I mean, I am on Twitter all the time. I mean, which is something I can't get off. I mean, I myself post like around 30 tweets a day every day. so yeah. uh, uh, So that's like a good medium for getting all the buzz.
0: Yeah, which is, and now is a good time to plug our Twitter handles. What what's your ID?
1: Uh, I am at twitter.com slash volturo, V-U-L-T-U-R-O.
0: And I am at twitter.com slash A-C-Mahatre, M-H-A-T-R-E. Okay. Uh, follow us. Follow us, please. Now, moving on to the next thing, uh, from one identity, uh, from a service that has become your identity to another one, which is Facebook, now has what is being called as vanity URLs. Uh,
1: this is Facebook becoming more and more like Twitter. I mean... Uh, earlier, they did not have the status messaging system. So yeah. uh, And now Facebook status updates are... I mean, the way the new Facebook is structured, I mean, it's almost like a Twitter page. And now they are also having... Uh, uh, these URLs. I mean, Twitter always has, had these uh, uh, twitter.com slash world2row, you know, uh, right. these simple URLs which are easy to remember and pass on. I mean, and not just Twitter, I mean, even other social networks like MySpace.
0: Exactly. So, I mean, this is
1: something which Facebook should have done long back which they're implementing now. Interestingly enough, uh, they made an announcement about this uh, uh, around three days ago, uh, creating uh, announcing that they would, uh, 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 they would open this service at uh, a.m. today, I mean, which is, uh, I'm talking in Indian time. Right. Uh, So, I I don't know why they did this, because, I mean, this could have provoked a massive uh, server crash and so on and so forth, but uh, thankfully, nothing like that happened.
0: Yeah, exactly. And so now I am, instead of, uh, earlier what used to happen is uh, one would get a a long URL with, you know, facebook.com slash profile.php and id is equal to, mark, some,
1: UID equal to some number yeah. some
0: long number which was a horrible way of doing things now this particular now what is going to happen is uh, my id is facebook.com slash ac okay and mine
1: is facebook.com slash volturo again volturo so, yeah so uh, so you can make friends with us also yeah
0: exactly so add us up uh, out there also so it's it's a much easier thing to pass on now. Otherwise, what I, I, the, the way I used to do is just ask people to search me on Facebook, Aditya Mahatre. And since I have, uh, you know, there are not as many Aditya Mahatre's as probably Steve Smith in, 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 in this world, it was fairly easy. But uh, otherwise, it would have been a, a hell of a thing to find the right Steve Smith on Facebook. So this, this will That's probably... bad. Yeah, I, I mean, I've
1: got a friend called Mustafa earlier who was cribbing earlier in the day about not being able to get his Twitter name. I mean, and he was cursing all of us for having uh, slightly more uh, uncommon names. <laughs> yeah.
0: Exactly. But then, again, uh, you know, and a few people were, were uh, what do you say, uh, were disappointed that someone else took their Twitter, uh, someone else took their vanity URL. So someone else took facebook.com/aditya. So uh, you know, no, no other. So all the adityas on Facebook can cannot get that ID. So it's very interesting, you know, that now people are. Sit- and once you choose your URL, you cannot change it ever.
1: Yeah, that's that's uh, that's not a really good thing. But uh, uh, interestingly enough, as you said, I mean, uh, even corporations. I mean, they, they have got. Uh, 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 URLs for pages and so on. So right. now, what has happened here is that uh, Facebook pages typically could get these vanity URLs much earlier. So I mean, uh, but then there was a condition that you had to have a minimum of 1,000 fans to oh. uh, uh, to get these URLs. But now, again, even there, uh, all Facebook pages can now get these URLs.
0: Uh-huh. so anybody can go and book. Uh, you know what? What's a popular brand? Uh, Kingfisher. Facebook.com/slash Kingfisher. And then, no and then probably sell that URL to Kingfisher and make some money out of it. So it's like a domain name.
1: So you you would possibly call it face squatting.
0: Ah, see, see, you know.
1: Also, that doesn't sound like that.
0: <laughs> ah well, I hope uh, the rest of you have got your uh, vanity URL, got your vanity URL, and are uh, set with it. So do add us up on Twitter and Facebook and uh, stay connected. And that those that's all that we had for uh, this particular episode of Tech Kamasala. And um, before we end, I have a quick announcement to make, uh, Sakit. Yeah. This is so Indicast, which was started back in 2005, will be completing 100 episodes. Indicast is the original. Uh, podcast that Abhishek and I do, we are completing 100 freaking episodes now, okay, in the next two months. So, we thought that we have to come out and do something special and instead of just giving up out a party or doing something very cheesy, what we thought was, let's raise some money from our listeners. We've got enough of our listeners and we have never asked them to do anything, uh, you know, some, something like this. So, we have chosen a particular charity which works for cleft surgeries in India. Okay, Abhi, now you will ask me what is cleft. Cleft is basically a, a birth disorder, which uh, affects the upper lip and uh, the roof of the mouth. Okay. It, it is basically when you are born with a defect where your lip, upper lip is split into two parts, which really looks bad. Right.
1: Obviously, uh, there was even a ma- movie made on it recently called uh, Smile Pinky, which yes. won an
0: Oscar. Yeah, there was the, the documentary was uh, was called Smile Pinky. As you said, it got an o- Oscar, and uh, the charity that works for it is called Smile Train. So what we are going to do, is Smile Train also has an Indian arm, and every and according to based on statistics, there are thirty five thousand children in India born with clefts. Okay, and is, this is completely treatable. And there are also, there have been cases where, uh, where children have been, you know, condemned to a lifetime of isolation and other kids don't talk to them at school. They cannot uh, have regular jobs because people look at them weirdly. They cannot get married and all those sort of things. And there have been cases where also parents kill their sons or their babies because they are born with this birth defect. When in fact it is completely curable. It only takes about 45 minutes and costs around rupees 8,000 per surgery. Okay, so what we thought is to celebrate our 100 episodes, let's start a donation drive. So we are going to set up a donation box on our website, theindikers.com, and we request you to submit uh, submit donations using PayPal. All right, you can you can donate whatever you want, five dollars, ten dollars. Uh, hundred dollars whatever you want or you can also go go choose and di- choose to go directly to smile train and donate to them but just send us an email so that we know that you have done that uh, now again the reason we are collecting money is so that people can donate uh, sake you might want to donate 500 and not the entire 8,000 okay completely understand what we are going to do is we are going to accumulate all these um, you know part payments and then uh, consolidate them and donate it to Apna smile train organization. That is, what, that is what the plan is. Uh, now, why would you trust us with your money is, well, simple reason that I don't want to go to hell for taking, taking money that belongs to a poor kid, okay? It, it is working completely on trust. We have been there for the past three years. You have been listening to us. I, I think you can trust us with that. Okay. Definitely. We we will also put up donor names online as soon as we get them, etc. So if 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 this sounds something that you would want to do, uh, then please go on to our website triplew. dot dot com and donate whatever amount you want. There is a donation box right there on the right on the right hand side of your screen. Just do it. Uh, I I own a cell phone which costs more than rupees eight thousand. Okay now 8000 can give a lifetime uh, or can set a kid for his life so please think about all those things when when you're doing it. Okay. Um, that's about it that that was the announcement that i wanted to make and um, uh, i hope to see a few donations come in all right do you want to add anything
1: no that's about it see you next week guys
0: see you next week uh, bye bye
1: Brahma, Vishnu, will be